There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, Buglers. This is Andy Zaltzman, and we are spinning some more old-school baggers on the wheel of satirical steel today on Top Stories. Today we're going back in time to March 2009 and issue 65 of The Bugle, where we led with the UK's attempt to get their house in order with the EU, which, as history proves, went extremely well. Top story this week, and it's new New Deal time. New Deal 2. This time, it's newer. Prime Minister Gordon Brown uh, stated this week that the world needs a global New Deal to haul its sorry ass out of the economic deathbed which it's currently napping in. Uh, <laughs> Were those his exact words? Basically, yes. Uh, he argued, we need a global New Deal, a grand bargain between the countries and continents of the world. Well... Good luck with that, GB. (laughs) Everyone loves a grand bargain. And this is all part of the EU's attempt to forge a common position ahead of the major G20 economic summit in London in April. And, yeah, that should be fine, Andy. The EU notoriously agrees on almost everything. (laughs) They're like teenagers at the start of a relationship. Oh, my God, you like fishing quotas being relaxed? Me too. We're so in sync. Let's go carve our names into a tree. (laughs) EU BFF. Is that what you you were like as a teenager, John? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. If I could have ever found a girl who was pro-fishing quotas being relaxed, <laughs> perhaps my adolescence would have been different. Right. No, she was. I never found her. Potential sea change for global banking. Gordon Brown said that the banking system must be based from here on on best principles. Of course, mm-hmm. until now, it's been based on a mixture of worst principles <laughs> and no principles. True, that is true. So this meeting was in Berlin where Brown made this uh, statement. And, of course, British leaders do have something of a chequered history of coming out of meetings in Germany with meaningless <laughs> sound bites. So let's hope Gordon Brown's New Deal doesn't backfire quite as loudly as Big Neville Chamberlain's little piece of paper. The G20 Economic Summit in London, Andy, that is going to be very exciting for you, having it right on your doorstep. Yeah, I, I, I know you're a huge, huge Economic Summit fan. I love them, but I couldn't get tickets. They, were, oh. they only had 20 tickets. That's they a shame. Gave did, to the leaders of the world's richest nations. Didn't you turn up to Davos in a specially made replica costume of a draft taxation and customs treaty? <laughs> I did. That was, that was a lot of lycra, Andy. Must have been hot in the summer. <laughs> Are you still going to take your autograph book down there and see if you can uh, meet with some of the world's leading financial analysts? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I'd love to do that. I'm sure Alan, they'd, they'd Alan, lo- Greenspan! Greenspan! <laughs> Greenspan, will you sign my book? <laughs> So, John, uh, what do you expect that this uh, New Deal uh, will contain? I mean, for me, I would predict that it will hopefully contain policies such as not totally destroying global economic stability through irresponsible short-term profiteering. Yeah. Well, I guess that's a possibility, although this would be something of an abandonment of a proud Western capitalist and human tradition. I think it's it's possible, though, Andy, that uh, you could get a very effective New Deal, just a single sheet of paper with written in the middle of it, don't be an arsehole. <laughs> and if just if everyone who worked in finance just just laid that on their desk, and they could look at it when they're about to do anything, and they go, oh, I was about to be an arsehole, thank goodness. <laughs> I forgot about that new deal that I'm making of not being the arsehole that I am. I think what the new deal should also include is some kind of scheme to make sure that uh, we bring down China with us, because... 
China yeah. are really poised to take advantage of this situation, uh, but they are also dependent on us to buy their stuff. So, to me, the situation is like when you're left with a friend in a cake shop, but there's only one cake left. So, what yeah. do you do? Do you eat the cake? Do you let your friend eat the cake? Do you share the cake? Or do you throw the cake out of the window, lock both of you inside the cake shop, and then release a hungry man-eating tiger dressed as a cake to eat both of you for lunch? It's got to be the last one. Well, it has, John, because you might not win, but at least your friend won't win either. And that's, Exactly. That's human nature, John. That's what we should do with the Chinese. And that's what's known as a happy death. <laughs> but it's, the, it's, the French called it the le joli mort. <laughs> Did they, John? No. Well, you're very sprightly after your turtle swimming. Yeah, obviously it won't last, but let, let's enjoy have it while it you, does. Have you thought of buying a turtle, just keeping <laughs> it in your bath? Well, that would just be... Tra- I haven't got a bath. Oh, I, if I, get, if I ever get a bath. Right. And, and also, to, to be honest, if I ever get a bath, the peng- I'll walk like a penguin first. <laughs> but if I get two baths, I'll, put a t- I'll get a turtle. Love Guru too, John, then you'll be able to afford two baths. Fingers crossed. Oh, it's talking of, <laughs> no, talking of which. Talking of which, Andy. That's right. I've brought home the gong. <laughs> Worst film of 2009. It's official. It's not an argument anymore. I, I, I was... I, Did you go to I, the ceremony? Because I did think... When I saw that you'd, you'd taken the uh, the Razzie, is it the, the Razzie? <laughs> it's the Razzie! The Razzie. I thought when I saw yes. that you'd taken the gong for the Razzie, I did wonder whether the reason you weren't here last week because you were you were going to the ceremony and writing a yep. speech. That's right, yeah. It was a proud day. I was on a flight recently and there, were, there was a, uh, some films to choose from. The Love Guru was there and it, it had uh, two stars right. out of possible five. The next film you could uh, choose was Space Chimps, <laughs> which had three stars. Space Chimps... A superior film to the one that I was in. Back to China. Things are not looking good for Hong Kong, John, because during the Chinese New Year recently, a, uh, uh, in a traditional ceremony, a Hong Kong official picked out a numbered fortune stick on behalf of the city, and he picked out number 27. And that, of course, is uh, the unluckiest of all numbers according uh, to Chinese tradition. And the Financial Times reported, a fortune teller at Chaikung Temple, shrouded in incense and consulting the heavens for inspiration, declared that it meant Hong Kong could not isolate itself from global financial turmoil. <laughs> is that true? That's what that stick, that little numbered fortune stick meant. So 27 is, of course, a very unlucky number. It's the age when Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, yes, Jim Morrison, right. Robert Johnson, Brian Jones and Kurt Cobain all pop their clogs with varying yep. degrees of rock spectacularity. Pretty unlucky. Those guys. Number, there's also the number of piano concertos penned by music whiz kid Mozart. He, unluckily, is now dead. Therefore, unluckily, he doesn't get royalties from his still popular smash hits like Mozart's 27 piano concertos. That's tough luck for the Salzburg sizzler. 27, also the number of legendary racing driver Gilles Villeneuve's car. He, unluckily, died in that car. Uh, 27, the books in the New Testaments. That's an unlucky book because it is a tissue of lies from soup to nuts and has indirectly resulted in the deaths of thousands in wars to prove how true it is or isn't. That's uh, unlucky. Also, 27, the code for international phone calls to South Africa. That's unlucky (laughs) as if you use it, you will have to hear one of the world's least attractive accents if you get through. William H. Taft was the 27th president of America. Taft? Taft? Taft. 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 Taft, John. T- Taft, I was brought Taft. up proper. I speak the Queen's English. That could be the most shockingly British pronunciation Taft. you can make. President Taft. Taft. How, how President pleasant to meet you, Taft. Taft. He was, uh, he was so unlucky, he got physically stuck in the White House bath. Or is it bath? And had to, he had to be crowbarred out of it by six White House aides and a gallon of butter, apparently. That's a true story. You're making this 27th up. 27th President. Yeah, yeah, you cried wolf too uh, many times. That's, that's wolf, no. there's a wolf outside. Oh, Wikipedia says so. That's what that scene in uh, Last Tango in Paris was based on. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. And Andy <laughs> Zaltzman. That could what? be the bluest joke 
You've told on the bugle. What got into you today? <laughs> have you have you got a brandy and a cigar with you there? <laughs> and a smoking jacket? This is going to be 18s and above, this bugle. Also, 27 coincidentally, the number of performing snakes required to play a possibly authentic plate of spaghetti in Pasta the Musical. <laughs> The meeting was in Berlin, uh, John. It was to exchange tips uh, between these leaders on how to look especially serious and gloomy. And also, more particularly, how to talk whilst giving the impression that they have any more chance of fixing the crumbling, grumbling world economy than actor Ben Stiller has of becoming the 1923 Wimbledon women's single champion. In other words, close to zero. Thank you for listening, Buglers. Don't forget, there are loads of Bugle treats on our YouTube channel, which, I'm reliably informed, is on YouTube. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.